Hi everyone, this is Lisa and I have decided to start a little mini series on my podcast and the series title is 180 Degree Dreams, Making a 180 from What You Know, Stepping Out into Living Out Your Dream or Living Courageously Moving from Your Present to Your Future. So, that's kind of a lot of words in a title, but that's just where my mind is right now. So I wanted to have my first guest as my daughter, Taylor. Taylor Jarbo lives in Atlanta with her sweet, adorable little family. And what I want to do with Taylor is just first let her introduce herself and, and share a little bit about her and her life. But then I've asked her to think about how this 180 degree dreams title relates to her life and so Taylor with that I'll let you introduce yourself okay hi everyone my name is Taylor Jarbo like my mom said we live in Georgia in the Atlanta area just south of Atlanta in a little city called Noonan and we absolutely love it we actually are coming up on our three-year anniversary this weekend, and um, we live here. My husband, Adam, works for the Chick-fil-A home office, and we have two kids, 10 and 6. Ellie is three and a half, and then we have another surprise baby on the way. This one will be due sometime in August, early August. So what do you so mean by surprise? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you, Taylor. What do you mean by surprise baby? We don't find out what we're having. It will, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl, so we call it a surprise baby. And they do that every time, folks. They don't tell names. They don't find out the gender, and so it is definitely a big surprise. So, all right. Best, so, yes, best surprise. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. Um, so I stay home with Finn and Ellie, and... I've stayed home since Finn was almost two, I guess. Yeah. we. I took an extended maternity leave when he was born, but I did decide to go back to work for a little bit. I was able to get a part-time position at the school that I had been teaching at. I'm a former educator. And then I did decide to go back to work full-time, and the thought was that I would go back until we had our second child and then we had an unexpected job opportunity pop up for Adam and decided to move to California and so I had only been back to work about three or four months and we we were picking up and moving and so we thought okay this will just be a good time to stay home I'm not gonna go through all the hoops to change my teaching license and all of that stuff. And then, lo and behold, the day before we left, I found out I was expecting our second. So it all worked out. Yeah, that was quite an adventure, too. So, um, okay, so you talked about going to college, but becoming a teacher, have, deciding to have kids, um, being able to stay home. But how did you and Adam come to that decision about staying home? Because I know there are a lot of young women in my life that have had a hard time coming to that decision. 
It, it was very hard. So growing up, I always had in my mind I wanted to be a teacher. I remember playing school all of the time. I, My grandmother, my mom's mom, was a principal, and I remember summers going to her school and um, just playing around in her office and running through the empty schools, and I could I could see myself doing that as an adult. That's what I wanted to do. And so when I went to college, I um, began with my my plan was my, get my education in elementary ed, and there was a one point where I did try to change my mind. I don't know if you remember that, Mom, but... Luckily, she kind of encouraged me to just keep with it, and so I did, and then I was lucky enough to get a job right outside of school after graduating and got a first-grade teaching position, and it was just perfect because I, I wanted to teach young kids, the younger ones I just really loved, and um, I love teaching reading, and so that age is really when they start becoming good readers and I just I was very fortunate that everything kind of worked out for me and so I had that position for I guess it was six years before I had 10 and you know I never had to switch grade levels or anything like that um growing up my mom worked everyone who I hung out with their moms worked and so having a stay-at-home mom was not really um, an idea that I had in my mind whatsoever. But when Ken was born, it was like the moment that I looked at him after I delivered him, I thought to myself, I cannot ever leave this baby. Like, I, I want to be the one that is giving him primary care always. And... I didn't know really what that meant. I don't know if I thought oh, I'm going to quit working, but I just remember having that thought in my mind. And I think as time went on, the first few months, I had a really hard time um, just finding my role as a mom and really understanding what that was like. I did not care for months one, two, and three of his life, and so I think a lot of me not wanting to work was having to do with self-control and control in general. I just didn't want, I didn't want to let go of that, but as time went on, I knew that staying home with our kids was becoming something that I was really that idea was something I was really starting to kind of fall in love with. And so um, we didn't know what that would look like. But during the time um, when Adam and I got married, right before we had kids, one thing that we did was we decided to pay off all of our debt. And that was really Adam's doing, and that's a whole other story in itself. But that alone set us up for this decision for me to stay home. And looking back, I mean, it was really hard. I kind of dug my heels in at first, and I didn't really want to focus so hard on that. I tend to be a spender naturally, and so we just were very disciplined with how we did everything, and we were fortunate enough to be able to pay back all of our debt in a little over three years. And so then 
then when we had kids, you know, we didn't have all of this extra stuff kind of looming over our head. And so um, I remember when we moved, we just sat down and we looked at our, when we were moving to California, we looked at our budget and we thought, okay, when we move, this is what we have to have financially. And we have just been so blessed. God has been so good to us. And we we got that, and it was the minimum what we needed. We sat down and we budgeted everything. I mean, we, we, we work on a budget every single month, and so we have all things listed from home expenses, your bills, to saving for Christmas. And so we had all of that laid out and everything kind of lined up. And then we, we just, we knew, we were like, all right, this is, this is going to work, we think. So, um, we, we moved, I stopped working and it wasn't easy at all. That was probably the hardest year of our marriage just because of me being pregnant, us being away from our family, but also the financial side of it. Um, me not working and so we were able to make it work and we're still making it work and and now we're in a much different position but it's all in how you discipline yourself and and how your mindset kind of is framed around this this idea of being a one-income family so I think you guys when you came to that decision while it was hard you knew it was what was right for your family. So you knew that there were going to be some sacrifices that needed to happen, but that's truly what made you guys, I think, stronger as a family too, because you stuck to it. You didn't let it scare you. Right. Right. And it's, it, I mean, the hard, the hardest parts were, you know, we have friends that take great family trips. And so we hear about people going to the beach and going and you know all of these things we lived in California and the the reality was we could come home one time a year because we were buying three plane tickets and they're expensive and so while it's hard to not be able to be with your family that was the reality when it came to you know doing things on the weekends it was all right like all right well what's free what we can go to the beach we can go hiking um all of that stuff and so we we did make it work but I think the biggest thing that really just has helped us you know find find how how this is all going to work is um number one both of us are just trusting that this is what the Lord has planned for our lives and for our family right now it might not be forever but for right now this is what it needs to look like and then the second thing is, as a mom and as a believer, I know that being a mom, being a parent, is my highest responsibility right now, according to God. He, that is the number one job that he has for me at the moment. And I know that I cannot do that job at my best if I am working outside of the home. And I know that other women can, and so I give them all of the credit in the world because I think that's great. But I know for me personally, I could not teach other people's children and then come home and be able to give my kids what they need. Um, I just, 
I, I, w- I wouldn't be able to do that. And so I've realized that and I've accepted it. So that's a big thing, um, knowing what's right for you and not letting others um, either guilt you or shame you into doing something that you know is not right for you. So um, I, as your mom, have been extremely proud of the way that you've transitioned through all of that um, because I've seen the, the days that it's been hard and then I've seen the days that you've been reaping the rewards from it too. Um, so I love how Facebook and social media these days, you know, shares our memories with us. And the one from this morning that I saw that I sent you was when you guys were staying with us as Adam was moving you guys to California and it was just the most fun time. But at the same time, that kind of transition is so hard, but I think you guys did it very beautifully. Um, even though it was, I know it was hard at times, but um, so the next thing I wanted you to touch on is as your kids now have grown and you have another one on the way. Um, and again, back to this theme of 180 degree dreams and moving from where you are presently to what you think your future is or living out your dreams um, and being courageous in that. What you're doing now is so different from how you started out career-wise. So we've talked about being a mom and how that is your number one priority and goal, but you have learned how to step outside of your comfort zone and live a dream that you didn't even know you had um, while being at home and and being a mom. So describe how that journey started. Yeah, so I did a little background about a year and a half before I got pregnant. I had a pretty scary um, health situation. I ended up coming down with, I wouldn't say coming down, I had it all along. <laughs> it flared up. Um, an autoimmune issue, which is called Graves disease, and my thyroid was being attacked, and I was really sick for probably about a month, and thankfully, the doctors caught everything fast, and we made a decision really, really quickly, and um, we kind of got it all sorted out, and so then that happened and then after having kids I just you know for some reason started thinking about the products that we use in our home and how the foods that we eat and the choices that we make um, as far as you know things that we use in our house and and then also just realizing that there are environmental factors that we can't control they just all affect our bodies And so while I will never know what caused me to get sick, I do have the belief that it probably had to do with some decisions um, that I was making as far as things I was using and my diet and just lifestyle and just like prolonged use of certain things. And so um, when Tim was born, about a year after he was born, he, you know, had a little an issue and so I really started just thinking about all that stuff again and then after that it just kind of took me on this train of all right I want to clean up our home like I want to be living a lifestyle that's mostly free of 
toxic things. I mean, we live in a broken world, and that's a fact and a reality. Our bodies are broken. We can't change that, um, but we can make decisions that can help us have healthier bodies and have healthier homes, and so I really just wanted to dive right into that. I still don't know what my you know, dream with all of that looks like. I'm still kind of trying to figure it out. But one thing that I do know is after I have had success with certain things, I want that for my family, and I, meaning my extended family, and I want that for my friends as well. And so I'm super vocal about everything, like, you know, if someone mentions something that they use at home or, or I see something, I'm not one to point things out and make people feel bad. But it's come to the point now where people know that it's something that I really care about. People notice, you know, when your kids aren't sick very often. They notice when you feel really good most of the time. And so people do start eventually asking questions. And so... From there, I've just been able to kind of naturally help my friends and family along the way um, kind of clean up their homes and their lifestyle, and then they've helped friends, and so it's just been neat to kind of feel like I have something else that I can pour my energy into, um, be creative with at times, and just kind of see where it leads me. I really... Like I said, I still am trying to figure it all out. I don't really know um, to what extent this will be, but it's definitely been fun to have something else to pour my energy into. So I I have to say, put my, my mom hat back on, um, that when you started this journey and started sharing your experience with other people and then doing that in a setting of, say, a Facebook Live or something like that, um, I thought, wow, I would have never imagined Taylor doing this, putting herself out there in that way. Because while you are, I, I do consider yourself an extrovert. No, I consider myself an introvert. Okay, so I, I would say that is what I would say at this point in time as well. But as a child, you were an extrovert. Like you were the performer. You wanted to be on a stage and you wanted to be like out there. And so I don't know what happened over the years, but I think your personality changed a little bit. Um, so then for me to see you going through this process of putting yourself out there in a public way and, and having to put on the skin of an extrovert a little bit, that's been really cool for me to see in you as a mom. Um, because it's you stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something that you've not really wanted to do as an adult. Right. And maybe, um, I don't know what changed either, but maybe I've always just had that, that introvertedness in me. I don't know. I, you know, growing up, I was a dancer, so I didn't really have to talk in front of people, which um, that's the thing that even as an adult, it's all it. For whatever reason, I just get anxious and nervous, and I I I do struggle with thoughts of um, you know, are people judging me, or do they think I'm crazy saying this, or am I not sounding smart enough? Do I not know enough? I my mind, I mean, those things 
are going all the time, even still. And so I think it's definitely been a, a learning experience, and I know that I have grown from it for sure. Um, I do feel more confident at times, and I, I think when you really – love something and you're really passionate about something and you just care about the people that you're talking to it makes it a lot easier yeah I think you nailed it so um having lived a lot more years than you and and living through a lot of different career choices along the way it definitely is a lot easier if it's something that you truly believe in and are passionate about so um so yeah so I'm thankful that you've gone on this journey what's really interesting and I hadn't told you this before this discussion or conversation but I have a couple of young ladies in my life that have started on a similar path and have decided to actually get their health coaching certifications or wellness coaching certifications which is just so amazing to me so that's something that maybe you could think about too as you move further um, down this path or through this journey so um, you've already done a great job helping a lot of people in your life, friends and family and me, to be educated about these things. And so yeah. I'm very grateful. So Thank you. Well, so this 180-degree dreams or um, living out your dream or living just living courageously beyond your present, whether it's um, you know about a dream that you don't even know that you have yet, um, I think the message in all of this is don't be afraid to change. And I do remember when you told me that you did not plan to go back to teaching. And I was like, okay, well, there goes that education. But I say that. <laughs> I say that, though, and it's still, it's still a great education. There are lots of things that you learned in college that, in, and even in teaching, that you'll take into either your mom life, your wife life or um, anything that you do in the future and we all learn and we all change as we grow older and so that's where I am too this started with my thought and a friend's comment saying wow you're living a 180 degree dream right now and I would have never dreamed that I'd be doing the things I'm doing right now if you'd asked me 20 years ago I would have laughed like yeah those are dreams of mine but I won't ever be able to make them come true and so Yes, you can, which is where the whole where pigs fly mantra comes from. And Taylor, I'll say what you said before we actually got on um, in terms of preparing comments or your thoughts that you're better winging it, which is very appropriate for this podcast because that's how I approach it. I'm just winging it every time. So, well, thank you for being my first guest, my lovely daughter. You're welcome. I feel very honored. I hope that when I listen back, it sounds okay. We'll see. <laughs> and then, um, see. yeah, we'll see. And um, for those of you that may be listening, this is very, um, oh, goodness, what's the word? Uh, I, I don't have fancy schmancy equipment. I have a nice microphone, but at times you may hear a dog or a child or a motorcycle going down the street. So uh, we're, we're kind of doing this old school, I guess. So, well, thank you again, Taylor. Love you, love you. Hug those kiddos. And folks, li- yeah, thank you. And folks that are listening, I hope you continue to. And until next time.